Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Four thirty-five. Jeff Gads, News Radio WRVA. Tuesday afternoon. I got to tell you, it is beautiful. It really is. Seventy-five degrees. The humidity is is down uh, overnight. By the way, going down to like forty-nine degrees. And I have become a complete and total weather wimp. My friends in New England are mocking me incessantly uh, because at uh, 49 degrees, I'm already looking at coats and mittens. I know, I know. What can I tell you? My uh, my inner New Englander has just uh, disappeared. Tony Pham is a great guy. Now, you know that already. And you know what Tony has done for our community. You know what he's done for the United States. My gosh, this is a man who has lived a life of service. And he understands, he understands what is going on and what is really going on with the immigration illegal immigration that we're seeing right now. Tony's joining us. Good afternoon, Tony. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me back on your show. Yeah, the pleasure is mine, my friend. It's always uh, it's always great to have you here. Uh, listen, I'm curious to know, you're looking at uh, what's going on on the border. You want to explain it to the rest of us? Yeah, Jeff, I appreciate the opportunity. I think the new numbers came out already for the month of August, as well as all the way up to this current fiscal year, which we have maybe two more days before the federal fiscal year ends. Mm-hmm. We uh, we have well surpassed 2.2 million border apprehensions, uh, and that, that includes unknown amount of gotaways uh, that right. CBP could not hold. That is a that is a new record. Uh, you know, last year, uh, in the first year of the Biden administration, that they had already broken a record as well, right? At 1.7 million, we're now at 2.2 million. So this administration is, is just trying to break records all over the place. And, and again, sorry for my cynicism, but mm-hmm. some of the concerns that I have is during those numbers, we're talking about an absolute catastrophe of, of epic proportions because now we have. Uh, a new record of 750 plus migrant deaths on U.S. soil of individuals who are trying to cross over illegally into the United States. But the one number that probably should concern your listeners, um, if they're paying attention to national security or if they prefer to, to pay attention to border security, national security, and even public safety, mm-hmm. uh, of those apprehensions, a new record, 78 individuals uh, were apprehended that appeared on our terror watch list. Now, those are individuals that we know of. Those are individuals that we apprehended, um, uh, you know, safe, I guess, a conservative guesstimate of 2.2 million 
that were apprehended, there were known and unknown what we call Godaways, uh, well above 800,000, Jeff, 800,000 now. You and I talked back in April while I was live at the border in Yuma, Arizona, and I'm telling you that I witnessed individuals literally pop right up and walk right over the U.S.-Mexico border and disappear into the interior of the United States. Uh, it's happening. And, and, and if, so these gotaways are happening. And, um, but we're, we're stopping folks uh, at record levels. And that's just, that's just the body of the people trying to enter illegally. We also have record number of fentanyl interdictions, too. And, and so they can tout that they stopped and, and seized a record amount of fentanyl. But I got to tell you and ask the question, well, that's great. Of every truck that you catch, how many did you not? That's right. Um, and, and that's the concern. It, it's, a, it's the policies that this administration is putting in place that has created an environment for the human smugglers, the human traffickers, and the individual unwitting migrants to be lured into and promise that if they can just make it across the border, mm-hmm. that, they, that they will be released into the interior with, uh, you know, released into the interior with no, no, no prospect of potentially being apprehended and placed into removal proceedings. So, Tony, I want you to weigh in on something. Of course, we were both up in Washington, D.C. last week, and I had the chance to uh, spend some time with uh, uh, contemporaries of yours, Mark uh, Morgan and Tom Holman and Rodney Scott, and each of them said to me, listen, the secretary of DHS, Secretary Mayorkas, went before Congress, raised his hand, was under oath, and he flat out lied to them. Tom Holman said that uh, he should be impeached. Would you agree with them that uh, Secretary Mayorkas uh, did not tell the truth to Congress? Uh, I would go, you know, Jeff, I'm a reasonable guy. You know me. I've worked in multiple different uh, political administrations. I've never approached interior enforcement and public safety or border security as a partisan issue, man. I mean, our national security should never be politicized. So when I say that, yes, this secretary... um, (laughs) The softer term is gaslighted Congress, okay, because after he said that, and I'm looking at what I saw in April, and I'm half wondering when these numbers have exploded, how can he, with a straight face or even that little quirky smile that he has, tell members of Congress that the border is secure? How is it secure when September of last year he did an open interview and is quoted as saying, that mere undocumented presence in the United States is not sufficient to be apprehended in place of removal proceedings. How is that implementing policies that dissuade individuals from wanting to come over into the United States or pay these human traffickers, right? Because when you put your lives in the hands of these individuals, that's when you get uh, very, very, very difficult situations like the one in July where we found 53 migrants uh, dead in the back of an 18-wheeler. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Tony, the other thing I, I want you to weigh in on, and I should remind everybody, I'm, I'm remiss here, you were you were the director of ICE uh, for, uh, for yeah. President Trump. But as you pointed out, your, your service, and that's how I describe what you've done throughout your career, my friend, your service involves Democrats as well as Republicans. You have, uh, yeah. in my opinion, uh, it's just mine, but I think you've always stayed above the political fray. Uh, you've looked at these issues. So... Uh, Director Vice, you're aware of what the cartels are now doing, and and the cartels now completely, totally uh, c- 
control that border. You would agree with that, would you not? Yeah, I, I say they run it. It's not us running it. Uh, they run it. They they dictate when certain cargo comes across, and they dictate our response. And when, when you allow criminals or uh, criminal syndicates like them to dictate our responses, then we're in trouble. We're, we're backpedaling, and we're being responsive uh, as opposed to being proactive. And when you talk about cargo, they look at young girls as as human cargo, do they not? Jeff, it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever had in my life as a former prosecutor. This this is the kind of stuff we want to stop and the people we want to save. Jeff, I was up there. We opened the Center to Combat Human Trafficking uh, when I was in office up there in 2020. Mm -hmm. And now the the amount of workload they have is just overwhelming is because, yes, the cargo we're talking about, these young girls that are being sex trafficked into the United States. They also, if I understand it correctly, it's not it's not how it was even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where you, you had the coyote who would take, I don't know, $1,000, get you across the border. Then it was like, okay, good, good luck to you or not good luck to you. But now the cartels operated in such a way they realize they can get one fee for the border crossing, or they can yeah. they, they can increase the fees. And now, man, you, you're in, you're indebted. You're in slavery to them. Jeff, yeah, they've infiltrated the United States. Let me just put it that way. We're seeing reports that they are now paying uh, U.S. citizens to be the ones that are uh, trafficking these individuals across the border now. Okay, yeah. and then stash. Well, when they say pay them. They, they run stash houses because they know that if apprehended, it matters not. The policy is to release these individuals into the interior of the United States, and these trafficked migrants are then told to report to a particular home because that individual is on the um, payroll for the cartel. Let me just say this. You know, there's we have over 23,413 folks just in one month that were released with no technology. I'm looking at a report. Don't tell me where I got it. I'm looking at the report. 23,000 migrants were released into the interior with no technology monitoring them, right? And, you know, typically you see all, you know, you can use GPS tracking, you can use the yep. phone. At a minimum, you can use the phone. But yes. there are folks in one month that were just released with no tracking device whatsoever, uh, barely a notice to appear in court. And when they don't appear, ICE doesn't have the capacity to do an enforcement op- uh, operation because what does Secretary Mayorkas say? Mere undocumented presence in the United States is not sufficient grounds for uh, apprehension and removal. That's the policy yep. that is creating the pull for these individuals to come into the United States in droves, my yes. in droves. Ugh, it is just awful. So, yes, I'm sorry. I, I, I sound exasperated. I'm exhausted. But, you know, when I worked for as a prosecutor in the Democratic administration or when I was there in the sheriff's office in the Democratic administration, it was never discussing this as a partisan issue. We went after the bad guys yep. to protect everybody because That's they right. were bad guys. Mm-hmm. And when I went to ICE, that was my vision of my service to my country and to my community was the same thing. Uh, I could care less if you're a Democrat, Republican, white, brown, Asian, Hispanic. Yep. You know, our job was to protect you and do the best we can with the unique immigration laws that Congress passed for us to do it. Right. And we have a administration that is handcuffing our personnel from doing their job. It is absolutely outrageous. Tony, I always appreciate you being here, my friend. That is Tony Pham, uh, proud son of Central Virginia. He, uh, of course, served President Trump as the director of ICE, and the uh, statistics are just amazing. Uh, great, great guy, though. I appreciate Tony. Hey, I got a couple of texts I got to get to quickly, and I remind you, 833-804-1140, 833 833- 
804-1140. As I remind you all the time, man, great way to get involved in the program. Nobody has time to call anymore. Everybody's got a text. So uh, uh, one person says, Jeff, I've Googled 20 plus names in the comments section of the trans bill. They don't even exist. They are bots. Uh, somebody else is saying, Jeff, can you please give us the website address? Yes, I will give that out to you. I've tried looking for it. I, I would like to comment on the ignorant transgender policy in schools. Fair enough. I don't care which side you're on. I think you ought to comment. Jeff, I love your show. The only reason there are more people on the trans side about changing what government, uh, Governor Yunkin has proposed is because the snowflakes don't work. They sit at home living off the government while those of us who do work just don't have time to comment. That's Jared. All right, so I will tell you that what you're looking for, it's townhall.virginia.gov. I actually just went up there to comment, uh, so you can look for that and make it easy. Townhall.virginia.gov, and then there's a whole address after that. I'll put that up on social media so you can do that, okay? And again, uh, feel free to text 833-804-1140-445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.